You are listening to Absent Minded, brought to you by Habs Eyes on the Prize.com. Hello and welcome to Absent Minded. My name is Jared Book as we continue our look at the Atlantic Division. And today we are talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs and uh, very happy to have with us today, uh, Steve Dangle. Steve, how are you? Excellent. How about you? I, I'm good. Um, maybe, you know, in a few hours things will change, but uh, no, it's 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 an exciting time, I think, for everybody, um, whether you're a team in Toronto's position or a team in Montreal's position. Uh, there's something about the first game of the season uh, that, that's always a little um that's always exciting I, I wanted to touch on what what i think is is kind of the story of the offseason is that the, the the maple leafs kind of were forced into making a change at general manager that they didn't seem that they wanted to do at first uh and then basically kept the the core together for another season i mean what what's What's the psyche like? Like, what what's the mindset of of the market, the fans going in, or you even just going into the season? Um. Well, it's the the mentality coming into the season is a lot different from the one coming out. I mean, there was a lot of turmoil. Uh, you know, Dubis gave his now infamous press conference, uh, um, and anything could happen. Um from that press conference all the way from he could trade one of the core players to he himself could get fired. Um, so a lot was unclear. Um, people were ready to blow up the core and then it became essentially impossible to do uh, unless you're talking about getting rid of Neyland when uh, Marner's no trade uh, or no move kicked in on July 1st. But now, now fans, I think, are excited. Like, you know, Max Domi's a pretty cool nostalgia pop. Um, you know, there's been toughness added to the roster, which a large portion of this fan base has wanted for a long time. Not everyone is excited about that. Um, but th- there's definitely uh, an attitude of, you know what, screw it. They're going to play games. We're going to see how this goes. And I think everyone's excited for a new set of eyes. Yeah, it's 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 kind of funny because I'm sure if I would have asked you and and I mean I've seen I've seen you talk about it where you know the, the thought of running it back with the core was uh, unfathomable you know right after the exit of the playoffs and, and now it's it's kind of like no it it seems it does seem a little bit different this year and and I think the the addition of you know benefiting from the 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 one year contracts like Domi and and Bertuzzi got uh, kind of kind of helps that kind of you know it, it feels different this year did you agree that it kind of feels a little bit different than maybe you know a year or two years three years ago it's not going to kick in until we see it in action right, <laughs> right. Um, you know like this fan base is super focused on the playoffs um, which means there's less emphasis on the regular season which means there's way less on the preseason um this year i think everyone wants to see what they're going to do when it starts and uh i think i think there's going to be a lot of the rough stuff uh tonight you know the uh, ryan reeves new sheriff in town he might want to 
get someone to go. Max Domi, I can guarantee, is going to take at least a one penalty tonight. Um, you know, rightly or wrongly. Um, you know, and, and I think there will be a big pop for uh, the new guys. Um, and then now there's this interesting side plot of uh, Fraser Minton. And the, the Leafs haven't really had a rookie like him in a long time. I, like, I'm trying to think of the last time a second-round pick made the Leafs roster um, just a year after getting picked by them. Like, there's like Nick Robertson is a special case because he never would have been on the team without the bubble. Right. So I think you have to go, like, all the way back to, like, Matt Stajan. Um, maybe... I can't remember where Alex Steen was picked, but it's it's been a very long time. So a lot of interesting little subplots. And, and how much does you know Fraser Minton, Matthew Nyes have kind of been like the 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 rejuvenation? And and you mentioned not reading a lot into preseason, but those are the two names that kept coming up. And um, you know the games against Montreal, they were they were very present. Uh, and and it's it's kind of interesting where in a case like Toronto, like like you alluded to, it's it's odd to see a player that's kind of pushed themselves into the conversation, right? Because there are a lot of players who are kind of forced into it. Um, but, but yeah, and, and Robertson was kind of like on the, the, the margins, I would say. But no one's really, you know, pushed the door down and been like, I'm here now, make room for me uh, in the way that, that Minton did. And, and, I, and I guess... Um, you know that that kind of adds a little bit to it too, right? I mean, I'm I understand that Leafs fans aren't going to be satisfied until you know the playoffs and and potentially even until round you know two is done in the playoffs. Um, but but you know, does that add to kind of the the kind of excitement that that wouldn't necessarily be there coming off of the season that they did? Uh, yeah, like I mean, nothing nothing says new, uh, like rookies, right? <laughs> um, so like. You know, you could get a new GM, but, like, who gives a crap who's sitting upstairs in some <laughs> box? Um, you know, this is a decision that, uh, frankly, wouldn't have been made under the previous regime um, because, you know, you have another year of keeping him in junior, let him go, let him dominate. But, you know, if he pushes the door down, like you said, you know, why not go for it? Um you know, they, they've had a lot of guys who, like, can play. Uh, and I think that might be what defines the Dubas era is, uh, you know, guys who can do this, can do that. Um, but they it's lacked players stealing a position. And, like, you saw with Nylander playing center and everything, like, this wasn't in the cards at all. Like, no one was really expecting this. Um, and it's all due to Fraser Minton. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of similar to, to a guy like, like Arbor Jack. And obviously, Montreal's in a completely different position than Toronto is, where, you know, young players get every opportunity. But I, I don't think many people expected that young player to get the opportunity. Uh, and and it, it, they, it's, it's kind of funny... Um, you know, that he's kind of become a cult hero and Fraser Minton has become, you know, a fan favorite, it seems, in, in preseason as well. You mentioned Brad Treliving. What's kind of the, I mean, you know, fans, like you mentioned, they don't care who's in the box uh, unless, you know, Sportsnet shows them multiple times during a game. Uh, but, but I mean, what, 
what's the mindset with him specifically as, as the GM? Um, he signed uh, Sheldon Keefe to an extension. So, so what's kind of the, you know, the, the, what do you expect out of that? I would say. Well, you know, like Dubas, for example, becomes GM in Toronto. He signs John Tavares. Um, he becomes GM in Pittsburgh. He trades for Eric Carlson. Um, Treliving hasn't really put uh, a huge stamp on this team. Um, and maybe that's not really what the team is needed. You know, maybe it didn't need a total facelift. Um, you know, he was pretty willing to be patient with Calgary. Um, you have to go back to 2014 to remember what that was like. Um, but he was generally patient um, with that group. Um, you know, and who <laughs> – I think what we were asking him to do uh, or what we thought he might do in the springtime was kind of unreasonable. Um, we're asking a guy to leave his job and take a new job in Toronto, like within a month of each other, and then trade Mitch Marner um, in o- over the course of like his first month. No, he's, he's tinkering, right? You get Tyler Bertuzzi one year, you can extend him if you need. Max Domi, uh, one year, you can extend him if you need. A lot of people are complaining about this John Klingberg contract. One year, you could extend him, you could trade him, you could do whatever. Um, so patience has been the name of the game so far. Um, opportunity, you could argue, has been the name of the game so far, like I said, with Minton. Um, I think we're all sort of waiting to see what his first defining thing is going to be. Yeah, it, it, it's funny because it's 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 still very much Kyle Dupas's team. Um, you know, the, oh, yeah. there, are, there are there are the changes, but it's it it just feels like it's uh it, it kind of takes the pressure off of him a little bit too, right? Because as you mentioned, you can't really expect him to to shake everything up in, in the span of a month and and you know do it well anyway. <laughs> um, you can probably exactly. you know <laughs> you can probably expect him to make a move, but you know I, I wouldn't trust it to be necessarily a, a positive one. Um, I, I wanted to 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 go to you know, what, what would be a successful season? Because I remember talking to you, um, you know, before the, the bubble playoffs or, or the bubble season, sorry. And, and you said, you know, make it to round two, make it to, to round three. Um, and I'm sure if I would have asked you last year, it would have probably been, you know, make it, make it to round two and, and see what happens. But how, how, do, how do you define success this season? And obviously the, the, the target can change depending on how things go. But but right now, like if they make it to round two, is that successful? If, if they need to make it to the conference final, like what 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 needs to be considered a, a success? No, last year they made it to round two and fired their GM. So that's that's <laughs> obviously that's obviously not the expectation, right? Like right. Uh, cup contention, um, and you know if you do go down in round two, so be it. Um, but it's it's got to look competitive, like. Uh, there are two Canadian teams that lost in the second round and they have a very different look at the world and uh, they lost in the second round and both teams that beat them went on to the Stanley cup final Leafs lost to the Panthers in the second round Oilers lost to the Vegas golden Knights in the second round. 
Leafs were probably the Panthers' uh, easiest challenge, um, even though they swept Carolina. Um, certainly, they didn't give them a run for their money, however you look at it. Whereas the Oilers, I mean, they were probably Vegas's biggest challenge on en route to the Stanley Cup. So that's what expectations look like. In terms of the regular season, uh, like I don't think I'm being biased saying there's no reason they can't win the division. Uh, you know, Tamp- Tampa doesn't have arguably the best goalie in the world for two months. Uh, the Bruins lost their top two centers. Um <laughs> You know, the Sabres are much improved, but they're still on their way up. Um, You know, Florida, for all the playoff success they had last year, weren't a great regular season team. Uh, There's no reason to think they can't win this division, which would be the first time they won a non-made-up Canadian division in uh, I don't even know how long. Yeah, it's and and I think that that's uh, a Probably the yeah. If you look at the division, they should win. You know, even even if Vasilevsky was healthy at the beginning of the season, like they're probably still ahead of Tampa. But especially now, like you get a month and a half, two month head start, you you should be you should be ahead by by the end of it. It's it's a hard question for you to answer, I'm sure. But is this like is the patience done with the core for if it doesn't end in a, at least a fighting loss? Like is is the patience pretty much at zero at this point for another early exit? I mean, yes, but you know, here's here we are again at this <laughs> conversation that goes in circles. Like they, they just signed, they just signed Matthews to an extension, so that's not happening. Uh, Tavares <laughs> has a full no move, that's not happening. Marner has a full no move, that's not happening. So you're looking at Nylander, who's arguably been the best one in the playoffs, um, yeah. and and like. And unrestricted does, at the end of the season anyway. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. And he's unrestricted. So like does losing Nylander uh, make a positive – does losing Nylander for nothing make a positive difference for this team? No. Um, does trading him – is trading him still a positive impact on this team? I mean, who out there is looking for – a winger of Nylander's caliber and willing to give up a defenseman of similar quality. Like, I, I just don't know if it's out there. So, I mean, they're really all eggs in one basket with, with this core, uh, because, uh, I mean, you're basically committed to the next two years. Cause if, if I'm not mistaken, Marner's deal is up in two years and Tavares's contract is up in two years. So, I mean, if they, you know, whether they succeed or fail this year, they're pretty much committed to doing it again. <laughs> it's true. There's not really much, unless one of the players, you know, accepts to, to, to move. But, I mean, all indications is that, you know, they, they wouldn't. And, no shot. And, and, and even then, you know, if it is, you know, you can't ask Tavares to do it. And even then, he doesn't really have the highest value to bring back anything anyway. So it's... It's it, it's Out a tough 11. situation. Yeah, it, it's it's a tough situation for for a new GM who's you know trying to make a mark on this team, but everything 
he tries to do is it's kind of it's kind of one hand tied behind his back because you can't really make any changes um but having said that he did you know he he made maybe the the biggest move of you know random move i would say he was forced into it with with johnny gaudreau uh and the the whole uh, matthew kachuk thing um and that trade kind of came out of nowhere for the value he got out of it so so maybe you know if if there's a if there's a gm that can make something out of nothing it might be him but yeah like you say it's kind of you can't really expect any changes at this point and 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 at this point i you know i don't think nylander has that much trade value anyway just because of the contract situation and you know the season started (laughs) it's it's very hard for teams to maneuver cap space and stuff like that um at this point so yeah it's it's a good point. I didn't really think that they're kind of locked yeah. into it. They they are, and you know, any move they would have made would have to be before the clauses kicked in, right? Yeah, or like you're looking at trading like Riley is really the only one. <laughs> yeah. remaining but again, that does that move? does that benefit the team? Like it, it's it's very hard to to make a trade of you know their so. top the their top defender, and and kind of expect to be better. Um, and another guy coming off a good playoff, another right. leader. I mean, you you look what's, you know, it, it w- you you certainly wouldn't put him in the same category as like Fox or Makar uh, or McAvoy, but like he's not making what those guys are making, right? Like a seven yeah. is seven and a half that unreasonable for your top defenseman? Like probably not. Um, so I like so. again, I I think they're basically committed uh, yeah. with this group now. I'm saying that like it's a bad thing, you know, uh, like there are worse positions to be in. Like they're going to, you know, this year and next, you would think they're going to compete for the division. Um, it's just no one cares. You know, I, uh, I don't know. I don't even know what I did with my, uh, with my uh, North division champion shirt. I probably burned it. Um, you know, uh, in the year Matthews won the heart, like, I don't know. It's kind of cool. Probably have a poster of him scoring his 60th goal. I do. But, like, I look at it, and I'm happy for a sec, and then the second second, I'm like, damn it, and they friggin' lost in the first round again. Yeah, you know? it's it's very, very um, Atlanta Braves, right? Because they, they would win the division title. Like, I think they won 14 straight division titles and had, like, one or two World Series because of it. And it- I would it, kill for that. Like, can right, I make that trade? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Can I make two the two championship trade? I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's it's funny because it, it, Montreal is in a very different position, but but they that that playoff run uh, is as as far as it seems to be in in retrospect, given everything that's happened since. It's it's very much uh, still a, a rallying cry, even though. Um, it, it's funny because we, we were looking it up before the game uh, today and Montreal and Toronto have the exact same number of players remaining from that run, that playoff series. Hilarious. Um, which, which is, which is hilarious in, in all different kinds of ways. And, and it's just, uh, you wouldn't think of it that way because the teams have been completely different. And um, you know what? I, I, I my, my dad's a Leafs fan. So I, I have a, a soft spot for, for the Leafs. Uh, I'm not. I'm not like a hater at, at, at all costs. Uh, if they're not playing Montreal, um, you know, I, I kind of want the the. <laughs> I, I'm not saying I want them to win the cup necessarily, but I, I don't you want, want your dad to be happy. Yeah, you know, he's <laughs> getting, he's 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 getting old. 
Like he's he just turned sixty. Like he's he's in his mid sixties. He was around for sixty seven. Like kind of feel bad for him. Like it's it, it's it's not fun. Like you know. And and I remember during the bubble playoffs, I was talking to him and I'm like, "You watching the series against Columbus?" And he's like, "No, I don't care about hockey in August." And I'm like, "Well, I mean, in the end, it turned out pretty good for him to not watch that." But it's just like, yeah, it's 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 tough. It's tough. Well, I don't... It, it's also gotten to a tough point. Right. Like, like when they blew it against Montreal, um, like, obviously it's humiliating, but, you know, as a storyteller, I can appreciate what a crazy story it is. Right. And then they lose to Tampa the next year. And I was just like, oh, they just kind of lost. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, there was nothing yeah. special about it or noteworthy or. You know, you couldn't even go, oh, well, gosh, gee, Willikers, you know, at least there was a comeback story. You know, unfortunately, the Leafs are on the receiving end of it. No, it is sort of lost. Like, it's getting old, man. Um, I'm sure there's some people who are like, no, it's not. <laughs> this is this is always awesome. The Leaf losses are always in season. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's it's getting old. Yeah. And even when you, you know, you win around last year right they, they went around last year and then you know win one game in in round two like it's 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 not even like you know that's like what a week a week and a half not even like um five games it was like seven like, days yeah the exactly. seven days that changed the mood of the entire city yeah it's it's just it's it, it's almost like you can't even enjoy the the small wins um like even if like series one seven i, I think it's a completely different mindset right so it's, it's just um yeah you you kind of appreciate it's it's hard to tell the story like i remember i think it was this, this is relevant now because you know you just uh you, you have arpin and, and mark antoine doing a podcast uh with sdpn and uh, arpin said that the worst things is to cover a team that always wins or always loses because you have to tell yep. the same story every time uh and you have to find new ways to tell that story and and uh the least in the playoffs has kind of gotten to that point where it's you know you can't really spin it any other way. Like it's just, oh well, like it's a shrug at this point, right? And and it's not that it makes it any easier. It's just it's it's it is what it is. And yeah, I can definitely sympathize with, with that as well. And and you don't even have the payoff of oh well they lost, so there's gonna be a bunch of changes. <laughs> I mean, they fired their GM, he hasn't made many changes, he can't make many changes. So like if they bow out again this year nothing's gonna happen like they can't even fire the like, coach because he just signed him to an extension too right so it's you i mean i mean, well, I mean they can, can they but can, it's, yeah. it's not great and like you know i know some people right now are gonna be like well nylander uh, it, you're still gonna have the three double digit guys <laughs> you're gonna have a guy and then matthew's extension kicks him <laughs> and you still have to pay somebody to replace nylander so you don't really get that cap space to do much with it um, yeah, like who's like who who what's the illusion here? Like who are we replacing them with on the right side? Like it I mean you can go out and spend money in free agency. It's not the best way to build your team. Um you know, you're you're starting to see what's riding on uh this season and next. Uh, like if they don't do it, I mean that's when you have to completely look at, you know what? Let's get rid of everything that's not tied down, which is basically, I believe, Riley and Matthews. Yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting. Like I, I've been talking to teams in, in the division. It just kind of seems like from a high-level perspective that 
not all of these teams are going to be able to be perennial playoff teams. Like they're just too many good teams. And it's it's getting to a point that one of the Ottawa, Buffalo, Detroit, Montreal is going to have to do a whole nother cycle of rebuild before they even make the playoffs. Um, it's it's crazy. Because there's not enough yeah. room for all of them uh, when you factor in the other teams. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, listen, it, um, in, enjoy this this new you know year uh, and, and kind of new um, transition for you. Um, best of luck with, with SDPN. Um, please. Um, I think you have three former EOTP people working at SDPN right now. Um, I might even be missing some, but Julian, Mark, and Andrew. So, um, yeah, it's it. There's a always been a kind of symbiotic connection between the two. Um, so best of luck with that, and and good luck this season as well. Thank you very much. Yeah, just uh, trying to stay afloat in this business and uh, <laughs> hire some uh, some folks deserving of it. So. Yeah, have have fun with this season. Yeah, you too. Thanks a lot.